0: soundly so right now our listeners get 30 percent off headspace's entire library of meditations just go to headspace.com sleep pod for 30 percent off your subscription but only until may 12th this is the best deal offered right now head to headspace.com sleep pod today this is the smart passive income podcast with pat flynn session number 197 i believe i could fly Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he always opens the doors for the ladies, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited and so nervous for the next couple of weeks because, In about two weeks, my brand new book, Will It Fly? How to test your next business idea so you don't waste your time and money will go live. And this has been over a year in the making. I've put a ton of time and effort into it. And I'm really excited because I want to talk about it in detail today, not necessarily what it's about, although I'll obviously get into that. But I want to talk more importantly about why I wrote this book, because I think there's a lot of lessons involved with certain decisions that I made in and around the marketing, the promotion, the creation and the launch of this book. And uh, I know a lot of you are working on your own one thing whether that thing is a book or a course or a product or a website or a, just your business ideas in general i thought it'd be really interesting to to get into my head in terms of why certain decisions were made so specifically we're going to talk about why now why is this book here now and so the timing is 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 important why a book and not a course or some other type of product why this particular topic? There's certain reasons why I chose to write a book about this topic and not other ones that I potentially could have written about. Why I went and decided to go self publish versus traditional publish. And, uh, you know, a lot of self published authors sell off of their own websites, but I decided not to do that. I decided to sell primarily through Amazon. So you're gonna hear all about those decisions, why things are the way they are. And uh, again, I hope this is helpful for you to get kind of get an insider look at you know, the upcoming book that, that's gonna go live in less than two weeks. If you wanna find more information about the book, you can go to willitflybook.com. Again, that's willitflybook.com. At the time this recording goes out, it should be available for pre-order. And of course, if you're listening to this in the future, you can go and pick it up now. And uh, you can get more information about the bundles and certain things that come along with the book there too. So again, that's willitflybook.com. I'll mention it one more time at the end of the episode. But let's get started and talk about why now. I think this is the number one question I've been getting lately, which is what? why is this book surfacing now on Smart Passive Income? Well, the interesting thing with Smart Passive Income is that besides my other book, Let Go, which is a chronicle of my story from architecture to entrepreneur, um, you know, which was kind of an interesting launch in and of itself. I launched it on a separate platform called Snippet App, and uh, it's, it is available on Amazon now, but that was a risk going with a different platform to add multimedia into it. It was a kind of a whole new reading experience And, uh, you know, it was a good process, but I feel like that book was sort of an experiment. This one is the one, the big one, you know, so this one finally came out because I always knew there was some bigger book to help people in some way in my brain that I needed to get out on paper, but I didn't know what it was. And because I didn't know exactly what it was, I didn't want to force one out there. And that's the main reason why it had just waited so long until now to come out. Now, when I get into talking about how this topic came about, that's really when when everything started to click because actually, let me just get into that right now. When I started Ask Pat, I knew. This is my other podcast, Ask Pat, which is a uh, show that's much shorter than this one, but it answers a voicemail question five days a week. You can check that out at askpat.com. I knew that that was gonna be a great vehicle not only for providing answers to uh, voicemail questions, not only for bringing the community together because people who listen to that show get to listen to actual audience members in their voice ask questions that they might also have, but I also knew it was gonna be a great way for me to compile a whole list of questions that my audience has that I can then answer. And I, I do answer them five days a week but I have a whole list of nearly 2,000 questions that have come in, and after an, an analysis, one of the top questions that keeps popping up, which I have yet to answer specifically on Ask Pat, is, well, how do I know that the business idea I wanna start is actually going to work? So in other words, how am I going to validate this idea before I put in all that time and effort. A lot of people are worrisome about the idea of putting a ton of time and effort into something only to have it not pay off in the end, which I completely understand. And I actually tried to answer that question, and typically my episodes on Ask Pat are about 10 minutes. And I remember starting to talk about this topic, and without even giving any actionable advice, it was already at the 15 minute mark. So I knew that this was such a big topic, and so I actually stopped that recording and put it aside because, It wasn't going to fit in Ask Pat, and I just kind of let it be for a while, and then, of course, I had other things going on, so this was just sort of a seed that was in the back of my head that uh, never came out for a while, but then I kept getting these questions over and over again that were some version of, well, how do I test my idea before I actually work on it? How do I know that what I'm working on is going to pay off? And um, it wasn't until I ran a survey last year that I got confirmation that this was a topic that I needed to write about because before that I wasn't actually serving my audience in the best way possible right when I ran this survey that had over 5,000 respondents on on uh, smart passive income that was the major eye-opening thing for me to realize was that I actually wasn't giving my audience what they wanted and I actually didn't know exactly who was in my audience I had a I had an idea that there were people who had businesses and blogs and people who had successful businesses and people who didn't even have a business yet but I didn't have that breakdown until I got that survey. And through the survey, I realized that 33% of my audience, one out of every three people do not have a business yet who read or listen to Smart Passive Income. And then it was 50% of the people who read or listen to Smart Passive Income who have a business, but they are stuck, they're struggling. They're not quite making what they want to make out of it. And they are often questioning the idea of whether or not they should continue to work on that business or not. So that's a major chunk of my audience there. And I realized that if you know I put myself in the shoes of one of those people and I came to my website and I just discovered that my website was doing a terrible job my brand was doing a terrible job of, of helping those people who, who need the most help in the beginning because it, it's completely overwhelming to start a business. It is c- completely intimidating and a lot of us don't have a ton of extra time. So we want to make sure all that time is placed where it should be to help us move forward. And if we don't know that, we're not going to take any action at all. And this is what I concluded after reading a lot of the open-ended answers coming in from that survey. So that putting two and two together, the the Ask Pat questions that came in and then that survey to kind of confirm everything, I knew that this topic of validation was gonna be really important. And then I started to think about it a little bit more, started to do some research on it. And I remembered a chapter from Tim Ferriss's book called Testing the Muse. And his book was The 4-Hour Workweek. There's a chapter in there called Testing the Muse where he talked about micro-testing certain business ideas to confirm and validate whether they're worth continuing or building out for those of you who read that book, uh, you might remember the example of, of Tim using Google AdWords to pay for cold traffic to go to a website. And on that website, it was a sales page with a buy now button. And he would keep track of how many times people clicked on that buy now button because that was confirmation that people wanted that thing. And I think I think the, the example he used in the, in the book was sailor shirts or something like that, some some product of, of uh, a retail product of some kind. But that was a a, a big eye opening, brand new concept kind of at that point in time because we never had these tools to be able to enable us to verify and validate these product ideas beforehand. And that was kind of the first instance, at least that I remember, of somebody talking about it in that way. But that was just one of several chapters in his book, and uh, because of that, you know, it, it just didn't get talked about much more, and so. The interesting thing about that is there were a ton of people who responded quite positively to that particular chapter. They loved that chapter. They wanted more of it. But there, there wasn't very much more of that information out there. And then there were people like Noah Kagan from AppSumo or, or Dork, is his other site – who talks a lot about validation and people always respond to when he talks about building businesses in 24 hours or actually validating an idea in in that amount of time. And then we have uh, Brian Harris from videofruit.com who came on recently in an episode in 191 of the Smart Passive Income podcast who everybody responded to. I mean, within a day, there were 250 comments on his particular podcast episode and he talks a little bit about validation in his work too. So I knew this was a topic that was going to really, really make an impact on people and then in doing more research. So just wasn't anything that was just the one-stop resource for that information. Then I started to think about my own history with building businesses. And in a lot of ways, I was also validating products and businesses along the way. But a lot of times, I completely failed in that realm. And I started to realize how terrible those experiences were and how if I didn't have these other successful businesses around, those failures would have just stopped me in my tracks. And that's that's what a lot of people do is they try and experiment and they build something and and, and they don't necessarily go through the right steps to make sure that it's something that's going to work. And then when it doesn't, they they fail, they stop and and they give up. And you know, one specific example was when I had built my uh, WordPress plugin software back in 2010. And if I had only taken just some of these steps, which I talk about in the book and that I discovered through my research and actually put into place and experimented with, uh, I would have saved that 15 grand that I spent building WordPress plugins that nobody uh, even wanted. Um, You know, the the big mistake I made at that point in time was, uh, well, a uh, a couple, I actually tried to build two at the same time because I was getting very greedy. I was actually chasing the money at that point. I had seen a couple friends build WordPress plugins and do really well with them. And I said, you know what, I wanna do that. How can I do that? So I had just hired a developer, came up with these ideas that I didn't even talk about with other people and had them build it. And because I didn't even know exactly what these things were supposed to be, the final product was just crap. And uh, it wasn't anything that I ever went to market with. The other mistake that I made was that I kept it secret. I, try, I, I wanted it to be like this big secret that I would build hype for and buzz for and then all of a sudden on the day it launches, everybody gets surprised and, and buys it. You know, that was my idea. But because I kept it secret, because I didn't talk about it with anybody, um, you know, I didn't give myself a chance to realize just how bad those ideas were or at least be able to give myself a chance to turn those kind of seeds of ideas into something that actually was useful. You, know, you, you can always start with an idea and then it oftentimes molds into something that is what it should be. It's very much the lean startup approach in that way. So putting all this stuff together, it really validated the idea that you know this is a book that I, that I need to write. And then I ended up talking to a bunch of people in my audience, reaching out to a lot of those uh, people who had taken my survey who had yet to start a business and even those who had already started a business and talked about this idea with them, just literally having a one-on-one conversation with them on Skype. Um, I must have talked to about a dozen or so people and every single one of those people were confirming that this is a book that I needed to write, a book that they wish was available now. So I think the big lesson there is any product or book or course that you create, and this this is information that's in the book too, you know, you want to make sure you talk about it with others. You want to make sure that it is something that is actually uh, a need for them. And, you know, before you prove it, it's just a hypothesis. You know, the cool thing about all this validation stuff and not only the fact that there are tools available to us that are have never been available to us before to be able to do this, but it, it's sort of like running these tests, these science experiments. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Mythbusters. It's it's one of my son's favorite shows. It's it is one of my favorite shows. We actually watched. Adam and Jamie, the, the hosts, uh, on their tour in San Diego because I knew my son loved it so much. So my wife and I and the kids, we went over to San Diego Civic Theater to watch their their tours called Mythbusters Unleashed. And it was awesome. But on their show, they run these science experiments to help prove or disprove certain myths. And then they either end up confirming that myth or busting them because of science. And they use the scientific method to experiment and explore and kind of test things to prove. To, to, like I said, prove or disprove those things. And it's the same way. We are running small, when you validate your product idea or your business idea, you're running a small scale experiment. It's like when, when Jamie and Adam from that show, when they, when they have a big experiment to do they often start with a small scale of it and just to kind of see what it's like and get the controls right and everything before they actually go full scale and when you do that when you do these small scale experiments you get to reiterate you get to test you get to break the process down into small little chunks and go one step at a time and at any moment there's a failure you can you can know right away where that failure point is there's like a stop loss for your business idea so that you can go back and reassess what happened and then continue moving forward after you make things correct if you choose to move forward with it. And that, that's that's what it's like and that's what I love about it because it's taking a scientific approach to the business creation process and uh, you know, not only with data, but just real feedback from those who are actually in your audience. So going back to the original question, why is this book coming out now? It is because I now have a topic that I know I can provide value for. And even though I had a platform and, a, and this huge audience and you know all the different channels that I'm on, YouTube, podcasts, blogging, and, and I have these amazing relationships with other influencers who could help me push something out, I didn't want to push something out just because I could. That's the worst thing you could do, I think. I think the worst thing you could do is put out something just because you can. And I actually always ask myself that question when I have a big decision to make in my business or I'm about to you know, execute on something, I ask myself, am I doing this just because I can? all the way down to a tweet. Am I doing it just because I can? And if that's the only reason, it's not good enough. I need to have a specific reason, typically with the audience and serving them in mind, to be able to press publish on something, to be able to push send, to be able to launch something. And so it took me a long time to figure out what can I do that is not just because, but because I have to. And so I feel like this is my time. This is why this book is out now, and and that's the reason. So hopefully you can use that as motivation moving forward for you and a way to give yourself checks and balances for all the decisions that you make moving forward. The next topic I wanted to cover is why I chose to share this content in a book format as opposed to something like a course. A course, of course, is a great, (laughs) a course, of course, a course is a great way to teach people by far one of the best ways because of the ability to add video and to add other things like that to show people how to do certain things. But the type of content in this book is less sort of technical and more actionable. And it's a book that I feel and I can envision people reading a chapter, closing that chapter and then going to do that thing and then coming back to it. So it's sort of a guidebook in that sense and something you could take with you at all times. It's also one of those things that you can keep with you wherever you go so that it reminds you to continue moving forward in that journey because this is a journey. There are a lot of steps along the way and a lot of exercises in the book that you will have to uh, to, to do in order to get the information you need to move forward. And of course, yes, it could teach the same thing but I also wanted it to be less intimidating and, and, I, and I think more than anything that that's really the big um, the the big reason is because you know this topic of validation it's it's huge and if you opened a course for example if you purchased a course and of course uh, can command much higher price so uh, you know I could make more money if I did it that way but that but that's not the purpose here the purpose is to help people and if I were to create a course with all these videos on validation uh, I, I know specifically that um, not as many people would buy the course. And additionally, it would be quite overwhelming to see all that stuff in one place online at your computer with a book you could take with you wherever. And the text that you read, it's, it's not it's not as intimidating. I mean, that's the big thing that I've learned through the several years I've, uh, I've been talking to brand new entrepreneurs and people who are struggling is that they're just intimidated by those next steps. And because of that, they don't take those next steps. And I wanted this book to be very, very casual, very inviting, very welcoming to opening up the mind and taking action that's required. And it's it is gonna test a lot of people, but I hope I hope that in the way that I chose to format it in the book allows people to feel more comfortable with the process. And, and, and it starts with that first impression in terms of how you receive that content. So, so that's my thinking behind it too. And then in terms of an overall marketing strategy, uh, just to be honest, as, as I always am with you guys, this book is gonna be the first of, of several things that come out in 2016 and beyond, including other courses, other books, and, and all those sorts of things. So so this book, I mean, the vision I have behind it is this. I imagine people reading it and they have an idea in their mind. And as they're reading it, they go through these Litmus tests, if you will, and they soon realize quickly realize there are some obvious red flags between that idea and either the market that they're getting into or what that idea means for them. And so they just drop that idea and move on to the next one. And it's better that that happened now than three years from now. So this book almost acts as a way for people to test those ideas now to make sure that they don't waste that time and money, like I said. Or they go through the book with this idea in mind, they're getting confirmation along the way that this is actually something that is worth going into that aligns with their goals. And by the end of the book, they would have essentially gotten permission to move forward with it. And through a lot of the work that I've done with students and uh, people who are just starting out, a lot of the conversations I have with people at conferences who, who need some help, a lot of times those people have great ideas and they just need permission to move forward with them. And when somebody gives them permission, they feel a lot more comfortable. And so uh, and and so they take action required to make those things happen. So this book, I want it to be a way for people to get permission to move forward with their business because that's what, a lot of people need and so hopefully this will help people do that the other vision i have for it is other influencers out there who also have the same target audience um i would love and i can imagine them saying uh to, to those people who ask them the same question how do i know that this idea is going to work i would love for them to just say go read Pat's book just like when somebody asks me how do i run surveys on my site go read ask by ryan levec you know is that that same idea or how do I re- manage my virtual team? How do I build a virtual staff? Oh, go read "Virtual Freedom" by Chris Ducker. Like I want this to be the book that everybody else recommends about getting started and knowing that this idea is going to work or not. And I can hear some of you thinking, "Well, that's cocky, or that that's kind of you know asking for a lot." And yeah, but that's what I want to happen. If that wasn't happening, then maybe this book isn't what I had hoped it would be or know it could become. And and I think it's important for all of you and the things that you create that you approach it in that way where you want it to be the best thing out there on that topic. This is the Ramit Sethi approach of don't just play in the same sandbox that everybody's playing in. Create that thing that is better than everything else that's out there and uh, to a point where that is the resource on it. So I hope you take the same approach with the products and the business that you have and and whatever you end up spending your time on that you want it to be great that thing everybody else talks about when that topic comes up the resource that everybody recommends. This goes along with Hal Elrod's, uh, the V and Savers for for the Miracle Morning routine. You know that vision. That vision is very important. When Hal Elrod was on the show talking about his book and 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 where that all came from, he ta- he had envisioned people reading his book as he was writing it, and that was helping him go through it. And envisioning these influencers recommending my book to others is what's helping me move forward too. And and so I recommend you definitely do the same thing because it's 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 very very motivating, and it helps you keep the quality of that stuff uh, to where it should be. Now, speaking of quality, there was something I wanted to do with a book that I very much enjoy with other books that I read. Uh, I first experienced this with Tim Ferriss's book and several others, and you've probably experienced this before, where within a book, you can get more information or get access to other things related to that topic that is being talked about in a particular section of the book by going to a particular website and getting bonus materials, getting access to other tools and interviews related to that specific thing. And that is something I wanted to do and include in the book too. So along with the book, there are bonuses available that you can get for free, but I wanted to deliver that bonus content in a different way. Uh, Sometimes when I read books, I, I see and get access to this bonus content and it very much seems like an afterthought. It was sort of just a way to get people to um, be enticed to download the book. Oh, you, you download the book and you get these other bonuses that are included in it too. Or it is kind of low quality. It brings people to a YouTube video, for example, as opposed to something a little bit more high quality. So as always, I'm trying to up my game and try things differently and, uh, trying to up the value that I provided. And so with this book, there are bonus materials. There are supplemental materials like downloadable worksheets, PDF files that you can input data in to help you through some of the equations, uh, extra interviews and other bonus content. But it's not delivered in just a download. It's delivered in a course-like format where you will get access to a portal online where that bonus material is divided and sectioned off based off of the chapters of the book. So it's actually outlined just like the chapters of the book. So if you're reading chapter one, for example, and it says, oh, go to the uh, companion course, which is what what I'm calling it. And uh, if you go to the companion course, if you're reading in chapter one, you go to chapter one in the companion course and you can get all the bonus materials that are related there. It just makes it a lot easier to structure and organize. Plus, as you're going through the book again, it's less overwhelming. You know, I've gone through over one before by downloading bonus materials, and that's that's like kind of the opposite of what you want to happen. You don't want people to download the bonus materials and be completely overwhelmed by everything that they get right then and there. So, by putting it into a course-like format where it's definitely uh, aligning, it definitely aligns with the content of the book. Uh, it, it just you only open the section that you are in right now, and that's what you see. And so, I feel like. Delivering it in this format is going to be uh, perceived as a little bit higher value and uh, will actually be more helpful. To people too. So, of course, this is experimental. I've never done any of this before. And so you could check it out if you pick up the book and you get access to this course. Uh, again, it's completely free. And you could kind of see how it works and what that user experience is like. I'd love to get your feedback on that if you do end up purchasing the book because it is something that I feel uh, like a, a lot of other authors could do and you could do with your audience too if you publish a book. And the other cool part about this and what I'm really excited about is this is using a piece of software that I've gotten very familiar with lately called Teachable. It's an online uh, course creation platform and it's not a WordPress plugin. You know, there's a lot of great WordPress plugins out there. Ones I've recommended before, ones I've used to create course-like materials or special places on your website that people need to pay to get access to. For example, uh, WP Wishlist, Zippy Courses, and and, uh, WP Courseware. Those are other WordPress plugins that are great. But Teachable essentially allows you to create your own Udemy on your website. So if you go to udemy.com, U-D-E, my.com you'll see a whole suite of different courses you know one-off courses that different publishers and authors have created and you could pay to get access to them some of them are free but it creates this whole library or a suite of different courses and they're all of course broken down into different categories Alinda is another one kind of just like that but what teachable does is, again it's not a wordpress plugin it's its own thing teachable.com t-e-a-c-h-a-b-l-e what teachable does is it allows you to create your own Library of courses uh, that people can get access to paid or free and so I'm using teachable to set up this bonus section or these this companion course if you will which is again completely free but down the road there's going to be paid courses that will be set up on this particular platform too and it'll allow people who go through any free courses that I create to get easy access to the paid courses I create it will allow people who are in the system in any way shape or form to be able to easily see everything else that I have to offer and there's a lot of systems of automation involved too they also take care of the payment processing the affiliates, if you have affiliates for your courses too, and it's very, very well designed. So I, I recommend you check it out. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash teachable, you can see what that's all about. That, that is an affiliate link, smartpassiveincome.com slash teachable. And uh, you can check it out from there. It has been really, really cool to set up this course on that particular platform and to have the different lessons and modules align exactly with the sections and chapters of this book, I feel like it's gonna be a big hit. And uh, of course, with the future courses that come out, it can only help that cause. So I'm really excited about that. And I just wanted to share that with you. I'm always happy to share all the tools that I use that are actually helping me. And of course, like I said, this is experimental. I've never done this before. I'd love to get your feedback. And uh, if it is something that you feel is of value to you through going through this companion course, if you will, and you'll get information about that in the book, of course, uh, uh, in terms of how to get access to it, uh, totally steal that idea. Use it, and and Teachable is a great tool. There's obviously not a, a number of other tools you could use, but uh, this sort of companion course thing, I, I think, is, I think is pretty cool. I've never really seen anyone uh, do it before with their book. So again, I'm always trying to push the uh, push push the limits there and, and share things along the way. Now, a couple more topics I wanna to talk about in the in, in the sense of, well, how is this book being sold? And, uh, well, also how it was created. And so, first of all, let's talk about self-published versus traditionally published. One of the first things I thought about when I was ready to write a book uh, or, or it came time to write a book was whether or not this was going to be self-published or traditionally published. So I did what I always do when I don't know about something. I, I asked around and I asked about 50 different people and I reached out to a lot of my colleagues and friends and even people I didn't know trying to get advice in terms of what what is the best course of action or l- help me understand this world of publishing because I didn't know really anything about it. My other book is self-published, but that was a small sort of project. This one was a big one. I wanted it to be uh, shared with a lot of people and Really, that's what it's all about, understanding what your goals are. My goal for this book is to expose it and the Smart Passive Income brand and myself to as many people as possible. If your goal is to make a ton of money, the approach is going to be a little bit different. And then there's also the conversation around having as much control as possible with the design of the book, with the content of the book, and then what happens uh, to the readers in that book, too. So, with a traditional book, if you go with a traditional publisher, they're going to man a lot of the control that happens. With your book, from the cover design to the content, they're gonna, uh, you know, I've I've talked to a lot of authors who have axed a lot of things because that's what their publisher said. But you also get a little bit more money up front if you get if you if you get a great deal, and you of course have to go through the process of having a book proposal go out. You might have a literary agent to go out and feed that, uh, book proposal out to the different contacts that he or she may have to try and get you know the best deal then you work with that publisher over time and you might have a certain deadline based on their timeline and you get, you, you know, there's a lot of things involved with that. But primarily my main concern was, was giving up control of the content and, and the cover and all that sort of stuff uh, with self-publishing of obviously it's, it's, you're free to do what you want to do with it uh, from the design to the content to what, you know, how you sell it. And, and uh, you know, the only thing you lose, however, is the dis- the, the distribution through traditional, Ah, uh, book selling methods, you know, bookstores and 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 that sort of thing. you you don't get that. That's kind of the benefit of using a traditional publisher, too, is the distribution in that means. Now, I will say that most of the people I spoke to who had used traditional publishers had said that their expectations for the work that that publisher was going to do to help spread the word of that book was not met uh, in terms of they were doing most of the work uh, for the marketing and the promotion and and the exposure, the the person who wrote the book, not necessarily the publisher. And of course, you have to get a publisher to agree to publish your book. And the timeline when self-publishing can be much, much shorter from when the manuscript is done all the way to when the book's out there. And so there was a lot of pros and cons. I mean, with self-publishing, you get all the control and you get to really focus on the marketing efforts that you have and, and actually make more money off of it because you're not sharing any of that with anybody. But then you lose the distribution through traditional means and plus a lot of those things are taken care of directly from the publisher. Uh, it, it, there's, there was a lot to think about. But I decided to self-publish because I feel like that's something that a lot of you can relate to and can do and um, you know even though they were publishers knocking on my door, I've had about three or four publishers ask me to write a book for them, which I which I'm humbled about. I'm ex- extremely honored by that. Uh, but I feel like they can wait. I feel like for these first books, especially the, for the foundational ones that are for the people who are just starting out or, or who haven't really gotten to that quote their successful business yet but are working on it, I, I need to have control. And I need to be able to help them in the best way possible. And I know a lot of the traditional publishers, they, they, they don't know who I am or they don't they won't know, understand what my goals are. They won't even care really. They, they're looking at numbers and, that, and that's it. And every time I hear about somebody or something being primarily concerned about the numbers, I worry about them not being concerned about what those numbers mean, that there's actual people on the other end, which is, which is my primary concern. I I talked about that with email subscribers before we always talk about how many email subscribers we have. Well, those are actual people. And that puts a different frame of mind around how you approach what those numbers actually mean and what you do with those numbers. So again, that's my primary concern. A traditional book is in my future, I believe. And I feel like all the work I'm doing now can make that launch even better and help me get to the New York times bestseller list much faster. And you know, I've had a lot of consideration about that, too, because it's not impossible to get on the New York Times bestseller list when you are self-publishing, but it is very, very difficult. It's a lot easier when you go through the traditional route. So if my primary goal here was to get on the New York Times bestseller list, I would easily select to go the traditional route or work with a hybrid Model publisher, which they do exist now, which allows self-publishers to do that. But there's still a lot more involved than just self-publishing and posting on Amazon. If you publish a book on Amazon, and even if if you get print on demand through Create Space through Amazon, and, and and even if you sell more books than the top best selling book on the New York Times bestseller list, uh, you you won't make the list if that's all you do because the New York Times has this crazy secret formula which involves a lot of uh, physical book sales from actual stores. And that's that's a part of their equation. And so if you were to just uh, self-publish a book on Amazon and not distribute physical copies through those uh, traditional means, uh, you, you're not gonna get on the bestseller list. And so that is actually not my goal because my goal is to reach as many people as possible. And yes, I know the New York Times bestseller list is, is a grand, prestigious award uh, and, and honor and, and title. But again, I feel like I could get that later. I don't need to do it right now and that's not the primary goal. Yes, there's a lot of things that come up, come with that but I know I've built a platform that would allow me to be able to create some rocket fuel behind this book that will help expose it to as many people as possible and that's why I chose to self-publish and distribute it through Amazon. There's also a thing called CreateSpace which you can, uh, when you self-publish a book, you can use CreateSpace to create print-on-demand physical versions of your Amazon book. So it'll be on Kindle, It'll be a physical book that you can get to. And the reason this is important is because this aligns perfectly with my goals for the book, which, like I said, I'm trying to get as much exposure as possible. I want to introduce this idea and this brand and myself to as many people as possible. And Amazon and its algorithms and just what Amazon is and how it works will help me do that the best. Now, you might be wondering, well, Pat, you have this great book. You have this amazing platform why don't you sell it directly off your own website? And I mean, we've had people like Nathan Berry, who, who's now the CEO of, of ConvertKit, but he came on earlier, I think in episode 85, I believe. And he talked about self-publishing his books for designers, his designer handbook and a few other ones. And he was making six figures easy by selling books and having control over the book bundle tiers. And the price point can be much higher. You can command a much higher price point when you sell off of your own website versus Amazon. But you're selling to the people who already know you are there for the most part. They already know you exist. And that's not my primary goal. I wanna serve the people who know I exist, but also help me by sharing it with more people and and, and taking advantage of the Amazon environment and the people who bought this also bought that or recommended items. And I I know through research and talking with a lot of other authors who have specifically published primarily on Amazon, that when you get to the top tiers and the rankings in Amazon, which I feel like I can do with the platform that I've built over these years and, and all of your support, of course, thank you, things start to happen automatically. The Amazon engines are great at promoting what is selling. And so if something is selling, they're going to make sure to make the most of it using their magic, I guess you could say, where people who are following specific categories will be recommended that book. People will see those people who bought this book also bought this one and you'll get more exposure that way. That's not anything that can happen if you publish off of your own website. So as you can see there's a lot of pros and cons to all these different decisions but this is where I'm coming from and again I wanted to share all this with you to show you where I'm coming from with this book and why I'm publishing it uh, and, and how too. And so hopefully that can at least give you some insight on where I'm coming from, but also where you could come from, too, because you might have a completely different approach with the way that you write your book and how you publish and market your book or your product. And uh, again, I just wanted to give you full insight on that, as I always do. And of course, I'm going to tell you how the book does along the way. And I appreciate all of your support. Again, if you want to check out the book, and follow my lead and, and look at the examples that that come out in terms of emails and the marketing push and all that stuff. Head on over to willitflybook.com. You could pre-order the book there or if you're listening to this in the future, you could check out the book and uh, see how I take you through that companion course and and what that does. You know, feel free to take what I work uh, what I do and and use that and implement that on your own. I'm not saying copy my book or you know my content, but I'm saying Take these strategies, take these um, tactics, and and if they work for you, they might work for your audience too. And feel free to use them. I, uh, you know, tactics and strategies. I feel aren't anything that that is just owned by one person. It's it's stuff for everybody. And if you can help your audience more, then I feel like I'm 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 doing my job by helping you show you how you can do that. So, in the next couple of weeks, I have a couple of great episodes for you related to the book too, but getting into the more specific details about a couple things. In the next episode, I'm gonna talk about launching with a book team. This is this is something that has helped a lot of authors. We've heard this back in an earlier episode when Jeff Goins came on. This was back when I was publishing Let Go. And in that interview, he talked about one of the best strategies you can do is to launch with a launch team. And I didn't do that in the proper way the first time. But I'm, I have somebody who is managing that process for me, Daniel. He's gonna come on and talk about the process and how it works so you can implement the same thing too. And then the week after that, that's uh, that's when the book comes out. And uh, in that episode, in that week, the book comes out on the 1st of February in the February 3rd, Wednesday podcast. Uh, I'll be talking to my team and um, we're, we're going to be sharing you how we launched this. And, and hopefully by then, we'll see it at the top, uh, somewhere at the top on Amazon, uh, at least in, in some categories, if not the entire store. That, that's what I'm shooting for. That, that's the main goal here. My goal is to get Will It Fly, how to test your next business idea so you don't waste your time and money into the top 10 books in all of Amazon pretty ambitious goal, I think. And and some of you, maybe you don't think it is, but uh, that's what I'm shooting for. And we're going to see how high we can make this fly. <laughs> see what it did there. Sorry, that was dumb. But anyway, thank you again so much for the support. Go to willitflybook.com. I appreciate you following along in, in this journey. Even if you don't pick up the book, hopefully along the way, I'll be able to provide value to you through the marketing, through the promotion of it, and and just talking about that over time. And like I said, I hope you are gonna join me in the next couple weeks when we talk even more deeply about some of the certain topics that we're doing to promote this and launch it with Bang. So again, thank you so much for your help. I also want to thank today's sponsors. First up, FreshBooks.com, making it extremely easy for all of us entrepreneurs out there, including myself, manage our business finances. And, and for all of you out there running a small business uh, who are doing the coaching thing, where, where you have students or clients or you do consulting and you charge for your time, you know, invoicing your clients is, is such an annoying thing sometimes and really hard to do and there isn't good software out there, but FreshBooks is that solution for you. They completely take away the stress when it comes to the invoicing for your clients. You get paid much faster and it takes care of all the things like time tracking and managing your expenses related to that and, and all that sort of stuff. So on top of making your business run more smoothly, they make it easier for your clients too by giving them the ability to pay you online. So there's no more chasing checks and all that stuff. You gotta check it out. If you want to check it out for 30 days for free, go to freshbooks.com slash SPI. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash SPI for a free 30 day trial. Guys, I've I've really been enjoying this podcast. And I will continue to do it in the future for you. I know a lot of you have taken the information that I've shared here, the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people and and have actually taken action with it. And I just love you for that. I, I'm so thankful that I have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning, but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too. I mean, we're all here to serve other people, I hope. Um, but I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and in, in deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future, thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. Thank you all so much for your support, for taking the time to listen to this, for all of the encouragement and uh, even if you pick, don't pick up the book, I just am so thankful that you're here as a listener. And uh, again, one more time, that link to the book is willitflybook.com and all the links and resources for this episode can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 197. I appreciate you. Uh, you're amazing. I love you guys. Thank you. and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.